With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Sports Print Inside the Ring on this Tuesday, August the 25th, 2020. Good to have you all here um, for our, well, it will be again, hasn't been lately, but our weekly journey into the world of wrestling. Um, last Thursday was supposed to be the first show back for this show, or this version of the Sports Print. And we did an episode, but as many of you know by now, the episode had a recording problem and did not record and did not really air. Um, so so technically, this will serve as our return. It sucked because that was actually a pretty good show, as, as I mentioned on our Friday Sports Sprint show. But um, we figured out what the error was, as I mentioned on Friday, for those of you that didn't tune into Friday Sports Sprint. Uh, we figured out what the problem was. It's been it's been solved. It was something that wasn't in my control. It's just something that unfortunately happened at a bad time, and these things happen. But it really is unfortunate that no, that that episode never will see the light of day. Um, makes you feel like you wasted your time, but you know whatever. Um, but anyway, we are back on. There's no problems so far. Everybody's telling me that everything is recording and, and airing, so that's good. Um, so anyway, that's in the past. Today's a new day. And we have a lot of stuff to get to. Unfortunately, you guys and girls out there didn't get to hear our SummerSlam preview and some of the other stuff we talked about. But some of that same stuff will come up tonight, so that's okay. Um, so let's get down to business right now by starting off, as we always do, by reminding you all of the ways in which you can interact and contribute to our show. Have your voice heard by emailing us at thesportsprint at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesportsprint. And then find us on Facebook by searching for the Sportsprint or the Sportsprint Inside the Ring on Facebook. And make sure that you like our fan page, you can interact with us, and be able to keep up with what's going on with the show. Um, as far as what's coming up on the show and any announcements, we're going to leave those for the end. Because uh, there's quite a few things to get out there for this week. Um, but I, I don't, I want to get right into what, you know, what we're here for is to discuss wrestling. But first, let me bring in my co-host, Mike, how you doing? Oh, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like it's a canned response. It really is. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, all right, so we got a lot to get to, and we're going to start off with discussing, um, 
the pay-per-view itself from Sunday, and then we'll go into Raw and some of the other things that are going on. We're going to do a little AEW tonight. Um, not because I want to, but because it, it bears discussion. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of AEW tonight, which is going to be interesting. Um, but let's start off with SummerSlam, which, um, you know, me and Mike watched, and it wasn't... It, it, it's funny, I, I, I'm i going to repeat what I said to you off the air, Mike. Um, WWE, even though a lot of people think it's been kind of flat this year, I mean, like a lot of things happen because of the pandemic, you can't have the crowd, they've been kind of struggling... You know, they didn't have everybody all, you know, guys have, you know, left because they're of the, of the virus. Some guys have taken time off. You know, they've kind of been rotating guys in and out because of restrictions. There's been a lot of things going on. And, um, you know, it's, it's been hard for them to kind of adapt. And, they, and they've kind of been making changes on the fly. And, and we you know, we discussed there's been some MVPs. There's been some people that have stood out and others that have kind of languished a little bit. But for the most part, I think they've done all they can really do as, as best they can. Um, and, you know, but one thing I think I, we can say throughout this is that they've put together some decent pay-per-views. I mean, a lot, you know, you've had some good matches. You've had some good, you know, I, I don't, I, I think for the most part, as far as pay-per-views go during this pandemic, Really, even before that, this whole year, they've had a nice little run here where nothing has been really, I would say, offensive. I mean, yeah, there's, I think there's been a couple times where we've watched some matches and said, well, the matches were good, but maybe the ending wasn't really what it should have been. But it wasn't anything like hor- horribly damaging like we've seen in the past. So for the most part, I think they've done a very good job. And this pay-per-view, I would say... There was more of what is classic W, what we came to know of WWE as far as booking. Um, you know, over the last few years, maybe until like you know, the end of last year, where it felt like they started to go on a nice little run with pay per views. Where you know the first half of the pay per view, I felt like struggled a little bit, and then it, 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 you know, I think they did a very good job with the last few matches in terms of building them, giving them time, having them make sense. Um, I think like the Oscar Sasha Banks match I think made sense. Um, you know, Drew Randy Orton was very smart. Um, Bray and Braun, I thought, really wasn't that great. Um, but the ending, like, the aftermath gave you something, you know, to set what, uh, what, you know, what they needed to do up, you know, that, so at least you had something come out of it. A lot of that match, I thought was, I thought that match was probably the weakest, um, in terms of like making sense, because you got two monsters, you got a false count anywhere stipulation. It's just you know it was going to be a story match. It didn't feel like much of a story was being told. You didn't even you, didn't, you built up the Alexa Bliss angle. You don't even do that. It felt like nothing in that match really fit neither character. You know, you felt like there should be a lot of big spots. You felt like there should be more Bray doing Bray things as the Fiend. And there wasn't a whole lot of that. The whole thing about exposing the wood under the under the canvas has been done before. Undertaker and Lesnar did it. It just didn't feel like something that fit the match. It, it just didn't. So, um, there were some things that just felt screwed. I understand they're probably going to continue the feud. So, I guess I can get it from that standpoint. But it just didn't make a lot of sense. But for the most part, those last few matches, I thought, they built up too well. And they gave them some time to breathe. And they were good story matches. Um, but the first half of the card, I thought, lacked that. Other than maybe Oscar Bailey, uh, which I, you know, I, I feel like they got booked into a corner there and they just kind of had to move around a little bit. But 
Um, but th- I think that's where SummerSlam kind of suffered a little bit. Um, I thought the best match on the night was the Rollins. Uh, well, the best wrestling match was easily Drew and Randy. Um, I thought the best match in terms of spectacle with wrestling was Dominic and Rollins because of the story there. And I think they did a great job there, and I think what they did was they assured themselves that they can probably get this feud to Hell in a Cell and blow it off there because it's a feud that's worthy of Hell in a Cell. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of passion there. There's a lot of there's a, they, they've told a good story with that feud. Um, so, you know, I think they did a good job with that. It was, it really gave you everything you could want, um, in that match. And then, again, there was some, I mean, I was just, I shocked that Rollins won. Yeah, I kind of was because I thought WWE would go for a moment there, but at the same time, it made storyline sense. And I think maybe they felt like it was too soon with Dominic. This is a guy that they thought was going to work his way up like everybody else for the performance center to NXT. They wanted him to go up the, the ladder the right way. But they accelerated it because of the pandemic, and they saw opportunities, so they went ahead with it. And I think maybe they just wanted to make sure they kept it in a certain, on a certain track. So I guess I can understand that. It's not something that I think is gonna, is gonna hurt the kid. He was very well protected. They gave him enough. Rollins gave him enough, and they gave him enough last night too. So I think he's okay. Um, but it was a little bit of a surprise. I, I was surprised that Garza, and Andrade didn't win. I thought that was a foregone conclusion. That surprised me a little bit. Um, nothing else really surprised me. Um, but again, that first half of the show I felt like was lacking and was kind of like classic WWE where it's just like, I don't know what you're really doing. I don't, I don't see the, the, the direction here, but you know, I think they built up to the, the latter half of the show pretty well. Um, so I guess it's a, it was a mixed bag, which, you know, for your, some people think it's the second biggest. I consider it the third because I think the rumble is always second biggest by default. Um, but for one of your big four, it, that's kind of disappointing, especially when you've been putting on better shows and, and more consistent quality for your B and C pay-per-views. So that's a little bit disappointing, but there were a lot of good things that came from it. The Oscar stuff and Sasha Bailey stuff, I think was very good. Um, you know, um, I mean, I, you can't, I mean, even though the Street Profits, I was shocked that they retained, they're still a, a, a very viable tag team and very entertaining. So there is that. Um, you, you continue to build up something great with Rollins and the Mysterios. Um, Drew and Randy was great. You can build a lot out of that. And again, Roman's return at the end, which, you know, I think when we, when we started to watch the, the show on Sunday, I told you there was a rumor where I had heard something and there it went. Um, and look, I, I think most people su- suspected Survivor Series for him. Um... But I think that with the introduction of the Thunderdome and the fact that you're in front of... I think, I think it makes a difference. It's a, it's a better venue. It's more spaced out. People feel more secure in it than the Performance Center. I think that made a big difference. And once they found out they were going to do something like that, Roman clearly was all about it, and there you went. So now you've got a big drawback, and you'll probably have Daniel Bryan back in a month, and away you go. You SmackDown's got some things going on again. Um, so that's going to help them. But... They went for a moment there. The nothing, you know, you never see it coming was the tagline. Well, that apparently was meaning what Roman's return or something. I guess that's all. But that's what it meant. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to mean something else or they changed gears, but um, it fit that narrative. And it was a big moment. And he attacked both guys, Braun and Bray, and it was a moment. And it kind of helped because that match did not was not good. So it kind of took the sting off that. And again, something that you and me talked about. 
whenever there's something big going down at Roman, it feels like everything else has to pale in comparison. So it's almost like they deliberately derail everything else or make sure that it doesn't overcome that moment. So you, you that's, uh, that's kind of like the conspiracy theory and everything involving Roman with WWE over the last how many years. So so that yeah, it would fit that narrative for sure. Um, but you left off on that moment. So it ends up, you know, WWE looked at SummerSlam with the Thunderdome and everything. It's kind of like a restart. So as much of a mixed bag as SummerSlam was, you definitely came out of it with like a feeling of a restart and you felt that last night. Um, we'll get into that more in a a few minutes, but, um, not the most disappointing event. Um, but not, again, compared to what they've been doing, kind of a downgrade. Uh, Mike, anything to add? No, that one was bad. I'll give you that. Yep. And she already defended it. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yep.
Yeah. Right. Now Yeah Yeah Well, I think I, I think that I think that they're just trying to drag out Orton Drew because they don't have anybody else for Drew, and they don't have anybody else for or Orton except for Owens, and they don't want to go that right now. Along with something else, you know, if you know, well, was that was was the the whole KKK thing, the SummerSlam, or was it last night? That was raw. Okay, I, I couldn't remember which one it was. Okay, I didn't see it. I just saw the story on. It. I couldn't remember if they. I I glossed over. I couldn't remember if it was Sunday night or yeah, last night. So I guess okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm Yeah. Well, there was a, there was a good suggestion. Um, you know how the NBA is doing the virtual fans, and, and a lot of people don't like the look of it because it's like they superimpose your image on a person. They might have to just go to that. I know they didn't want to do that because they felt like it looked better just seeing the full screen, like of the pro person just sitting there, like like they're just sitting in front of a camera. But that might be the only way because you can block out all the other stuff. You just focus on the person there. You know what I mean? If you want. 
Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, now, they had SummerSlam on Sunday. They had an NXT event on Saturday, which um, wasn't one of their better ones. I mean, a lot of the matches were fine from what I read. I, I didn't watch it. Um, the minute that Keith Lee lost, everybody pretty much assumed. You know, a month ago, you gave this man a, a, a fantastic victory and celebrated it. And then, and then you you lose. It it, it only meant one thing. And, and look, we all know WWE is very high on him. They gave him a lot of traction last year on the main roster, from Survivor Series to the Royal Rumble. They represented them very, very well. So you knew that this was somebody that they were really looking at. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised because it's always a big, you know, you know this. Every year it's after the day after SummerSlam, either on Raw or SmackDown, there's usually one big, per, one one big appearance, and. So it made sense. Um, you know, we'll see where it goes. We'll talk more about Keith Lee in a minute because there was a lot of talk about Keith Lee coming out of last night. Um, for uh, some, some things that are, you know, I don't know if they're big, big deals, although they, they with Vince McMahon, they could be. Um, but anyway, it, you know, and it, it, I think overall it was okay. I mean, I think the problem with NXT is you're starting to get to the point now where you're 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 in, you're in a rebuilding stage. You know you're losing a lot of your time. I mean, how long before Adam Cole and and, and guys like uh, and I know Gargano wants to stay put in NXT, and I know Finn Balor wants to stay put in NXT. Um, and Ciampa has indicated that he might feel good staying staying there. But I mean, would they be be, be would that will that stick or will they somehow be forced up? You know, Gargano and Ciampa already had time on the main roster. Um, you know, and, and, and how long before they move Adam Cole up? Because Adam Cole is a guy that a lot of people want on the main roster with the Undisputed Era. So, you know, with Vince wanting more factions, you know it's only a matter of time. So, it's it's... I mean, NXT's been kind of raided, if you think about it. Especially, especially right around the, what, the beginning of the pandemic when they just started bringing people up at will. So, you know, I think that's part of the reason why NXT doesn't seem as eventful right now. It's one of the reasons why they put Charlotte there for a little bit. I think you're going to see some more main roster guys that aren't being used sent down. Because they, they got they got to beef it up somehow. They have to have some, some, some names there to kind of keep things going. And once this pandemic is over, whenever that is, I would imagine that they're going to go on a signing spree instead of trying to, to fill the gaps a little bit because they they real again it, they really have kind of cleaned it out. So I think that's kind of the dilemma, and that's why it wasn't the most eventful show. It wasn't a terrible show from from many people's eyes. Most of the matches seemed fine, you know. NXT's always going to have good matches, but I think when you lack that top shelf of talent. You know, or it's spread out or spread thin, it impacts the the significance of the show. 
But I think they had an okay weekend, you know. I think you saw the numbers on SmackDown Friday and Raw last night. They were they were up. Raw had its highest number in months. SmackDown had its highest number in months. Now, people are going to say, well, that's the Thunderdome. People out of curiosity. I'm sure that's part of it. But I also, you know this as well as I do. It was a big pay-per-view. You think about this. It's WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. When, you, when people start hearing those, they usually tune in before and after because they want to see what's going on. So I think WWE has to really look at this and go, oh, hopefully this is something that they can build out of. They did start some very interesting things last night that maybe, you know, can help them a little bit. I, I think they had they, they definitely have a little bit more going for them out coming out of SummerSlam than they did before. So, you know, who knows? We'll talk about that more about that in a minute. But, um, you know, I definitely think that they're they're in a, a better spot now, and I think the Thunderdome thing helps. They got you said it. They got kinks. They got to figure it out. Um, but generally, I think you know, even Drew last night. I don't know, if, Mike, if you saw the opening segment with Drew coming out in the ring. Um, Drew was interacting with the fans. And you could see how happy he was. It's not obviously not the same thing as the fans actually being there. But he was asking them to give him a thumbs up. And he was just like, oh, what a difference. He felt like he was talking to people. You know what I mean? It was, it was, he, he got a, he got a kick out of it. And you could see him light up. And for him who, you know, wanted that big moment in front of a crowd, you could tell this meant something to come in there still being the champion after having a big win. And just kind of for the first time being the champion in front of people. The environment meant a lot to him, and and it was cool. That it was really cool to see that until Orton came out and attacked him, and then punted him three times. Um, but you know, um, well, it it it's it's again. It I think it makes a difference, and once they can perfect the whole Thunderdome thing, and that I think they'll be okay, for at least for the time being, because the talent definitely likes it. You can tell. It definitely kind of lit a fire on everybody's rear end. Like, you can tell just, like, when they're walking to the ring and that, they feel, you can, they, they, there's a more of an energy. So I, I definitely think it's making a difference, and, and that, that, that can be contagious, you know, to, like, the, the audience at home who's watching it. They can feel that energy, and it makes a difference in watching it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think it was a good weekend for them, and I think they had a good Raw last night. Now, they got to carry it through the rest of the week. Remember, and they got another pay per view on Sunday. So if they if they can go all the way through here, that's a couple good weeks, and then you know it gives them more time to build some new things up afterwards. But I think they're in a good place um, now. One company that might not be in a good place is AEW. Why? Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break, as well as last night's Monday Night Raw and more. All that coming up when we come back. This is the Sports Sprint Inside the Ring. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back. Uh, before we get to the AEW stuff, let's pick up. We mentioned Raw a couple times, so we might as well go into it now. Um, we talked about I talked about the Drew segment at the beginning, which I think was very, very good. Um, he got attacked by Orton. He took two punts. They made him look very strong. He took a third punt later on, following um, the Orton-Keith Lee uh, match, which ended in a no contest. It was a no contest. It was a disqualification, I think, because he attacked Orton, right? I think that's what it was. Um, but either way, um, it got Orton mad, and he went back and punted him. So, uh, Drew took three punts, they stretched him out, they did an ambulance angle, and they had Keith Lee, basically, they implied that Keith Lee's one of his good friends, and he was upset, and, you know, he came out to, you know, go after Orton, he had that match for Orton, and he was angry about that, but at the same time, he was angry that his friend got taken out. Um, so he, ch- and th- so that's how the Orton-Keith Lee match got set up. Now, a lot of people are kind of rolling their eyes. It's like, oh, Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre act like they're BFFs now. And did Keith Lee really need this? Couldn't he have just said, you know what, you interrupted, my match got interrupted. I want to finish this. Let's just do a match on Sunday. It would have made it look better instead of doing the whole over-the-top, you know, him and Drew are good friends. They might very well be at this, but it just seemed kind of... And then people are criticizing the ring gear. They changed his theme, and I guess that's something that they've been doing. I guess they want a lot of the wrestlers to... You know their theme. They, what, who was the company that's been doing the theme for the CFO? Is that who it is? Yeah, I guess they're trying to move away from that, and that's why they're doing that. And, and now there's a petition for his theme, to, his theme to be um, um, returned to him. And a lot of people take this as a sign that Vince is going to try to change too much about him and take away from what makes him so good. Here's the thing: if we know anything about WWE, if you're that good. We've seen how many guys get garbage. Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, CM Punk, Becky Lynch. Go, the list goes on. You can rise above it if you, ha- if you have what it takes. And, and, and Keith, one thing I think Keith Lee has, other than a lot of skill and being very good in athleticism, is charisma. And if you have these kind of qualities, it's going to be very hard for them to hold you down and, and, and ruin you. So I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, some of these things kind of like, you know, why did you do this? Yeah, but I don't I don't see anything that's like, I mean, this ain't a Brodus Clay situation. That's why he came down. It's not like he came out with the Funkadactyls. You know what I mean? I think they made him look good with Orton. There was some good stuff going on there. And, and I think they're going to make him look good on Sunday. And my belief is that they're gonna Drew's gonna come out, interrupt the match, it's gonna be a no contest, and they're probably gonna run a triple threat at Night of Champions just to kind of extend this feud out. You know what I mean? And protect protect Randy Orton. And, and and they'll they'll protect Keith Lee. He won't take the pin. Orton will take the pin, assuming Orton retains or or Drew or, or I mean assuming Drew retains. Or if not, if either if Orton or Drew gets pinned, they're protected because you're in a match with Keith Lee, triple threat match. You can, these guys can get beat around, and you can imply, well, hey, you were in a triple threat match. You know, you could you could always protect them in that kind of match. And then you get Orton Drew to Hell in a Cell, which might be their goal, because that would be a feud worthy of Hell in a Cell. Same with Seth and, and Dominic, but, I mean, or Seth and Ray. But, but I again, I, I don't see anything that was hugely damaging, but I can, I mean, this is the guy that they may look like on par with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And then had him in, in a big match with Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. I don't think they're going to ruin this guy. At least not yet. So let's not put the cart before the, the horse on this one. Um, now you could tell that last night had a lot of late changes, which apparently it did, but 
you know, I think it all worked out, you know, way all unspooled, I should say. Uh, Owens, Aleister Black was interesting. Black, Aleister Black needed something. He's been languishing for too long. I don't know if this is what it is, and I don't... And look, here's the problem. They, Vince does not see what's special about Aleister Black. But he loves Kevin Owens. So essentially, Aleister Black will be fed to Kevin Owens. Unless Kevin Owens and sit, puts his foot down and says, Aleister Black needs to win. They're, they're literally just giving Owens filler at this point until they have a spot for him. So I, I don't think this is going to be very helpful for Aleister Black, even if, if he's getting a gimmick change. So that's a problematic. The Lumberjill match last night was okay. I don't know if that means that they're done with Sasha and Asuka. It kind of felt like they pivoted away from Asuka. And now I, I, I was waiting for the inevitable text from you today, Mike, on why they shifted Nia Jax into the Santa Baser thing. I have my I have some I I don't want to get into it on the air, but I do think there's a reason why Oscar's not on the card on Sunday, probably. No. She wouldn't have been on the show last night if it was. But I, I think that there's a there's a couple of things it could be booking too. It might be just the fact that they want to keep Shayna away from Oscar for now until they're ready for that. Um you know, they're kind of representing Shayna as a face now. Or at least a tweener. Um, so I think that maybe that's their, you know, either that or Charlotte's going to be away for a long time. They want to build a Shane of Nia Jax feud. Um, I, I mean, I there's a couple of theories on that, but I think that gives you the idea that Oscar's not going to be on the card at all on Sunday. Obviously, oh, right. So unless they, they throw away some, throw out some kind of random title defense, but. Um, I don't see that happening. But I, I thought that was very effective. They continued the Sasha Banks angle. They they played some good things in that, that match. Now, it's funny. I was watching it last night. And I watched the main event. And when I saw the setup for it, Ray, Dominic, and, and Ray's wife, Ray was going on and on about family and being together. And when they're, they're together, they can do anything. And the way that Dominic was looking, I thought for sure, because it was going to be in the main event, that Dominic was going to stab his father in the back and join Rollins because you could make the argument that after the the, the match, um, you know, that losing the match the way he did, and maybe if Ray hadn't gotten involved or whatever, that maybe he could have pulled it off. I it, it, it just it just all the seeds were there, you know, the typical typical WWE for like a betrayal, right? And this was something that was talked about two months ago that they apparently we're going to go and do. So I was expecting it in the main event. Instead, we get a good match. Dominic comes off looking good again. They imply that Dominic would have won if it wasn't for Retribution. Now, you play the Retribution card last night. Now, okay, that's great. But And I understand Roman interrupted and, and ended the show. But, again, you built up Alexa Bliss, you build up Retribution, and none of these angles come into play on one of your biggest papers of the year. Retribution, right, we're expecting, like, this retribution angle is supposed to be big, right, and we're expecting, you know, you would think that given what they're supposedly doing and trying to disrupt WWE, why wouldn't they try to interrupt the pay-per-view somewhere? 
I mean, it just made no sense. Now, maybe there's a story reason, and we'll find that out. Like, maybe, you know, some people suspect maybe Roman's leading the group, and that's why, it, you know, it, it, it Roman comes out, and then they don't. I mean, there's there's a lot of potential here as to what could be why. It just, But to me, it just made very little sense. It's like, okay, you attack them. Well, okay, well, well, we really need to start getting some insight here into what they're trying to do. Are they just doing it randomly when they feel like it? Or is there a goal in mind? Is there an end game in mind? They really need to... Because st- they've been doing this for, what, three, four weeks now? And all we get is them just running around and cheering after they'd caused disruption. It just seemed very weird to me. Um, I, I'm not going to say we're still not going to get the, the ultimate betrayal between Ray and Dominic, but they put it off for at least one night. Um, so... Oh, and we got the Mark Henry officiating the uh, Bobby Lashley in a Power Cruise uh, arm wrestling competition. That was fun. Um, no, it really wasn't. It was a stupid. It was a stupid segment. I was being sarcastic. Uh, the Raw Underground stuff was okay. Brief as what it was. Dolph Ziggler got pretty much destroyed by Bobby Lashley, and the Hurt Business pretty much took over the entire segment. But that worked. If they're gonna do that, though. And this is what people have been saying. If they're going to do the whole run, they got to start giving at least some more time. Like, they literally give it, like, what, 10 minutes or 5, 10 minutes at the beginning of the 10 o'clock hour and then just, like, move away from it. And now that you're throwing main roster people down there, you really need to give it more time. You really do. I mean, there's, there is potential in it, and it, it could be cool, and it could end up building into something bigger if you do something with it. But... If you're just going to keep treating it as like, like well, a, a, just a brief filler segment just to fill some time, it, people are people are going to lose interest real quick. It's cool as it is. And it is cool. I, I do enjoy it. It's just... And Dolph sold the crap out of it, but... um, They got to do something more with it. Anything stick out to you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they're building Orton and Drew very well. For sure. You don't think Ray and Seth is big? No. Now I'm sure they're going to have a tag match at the pay-per-view on Sunday. Yeah, they do. Nia and Shayna. That's the match. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
they pivoted. I, like I said, there's a couple of theories. I know, I know what I believe, but I don't want to. But yeah, that's that's what they're that's what they're going with. Um. So we'll see. But um, the one thing I hope that they do, and you, you mentioned how predictable the Ray and and. But the Dominic and Seth stuff is, I, I I get what you're saying. Like I said, to me, it was like a neon sign that they were gonna. I thought they were gonna run with the, the betrayal angle last night. I still think they're gonna do it. And then considering, I I wish that they wouldn't. I think that I think that it's the worst thing you could do for him. I get that maybe this is Ray probably saying this is a good idea because it can build to me taking facing my son at WrestleMania or something. That's probably what he's looking at. You know, I get it, but I, I, I think the fans really were on his side, and you can get him over better doing it this way. I don't think a heel turn is going to work for him. I really don't think that he's 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 not strong enough on the mic at this point to be able to support that. One of the good things about him being with his father and being a face is that Ray can speak for him. And if you take that away from him and you split them up, and you, I mean, I granted that means that he'll probably just join Rollins, so you have Rollins speak for him. I guess. No, so. Right. So I guess that would be their angle here. It's like, well, he'd be with Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. I think they've been looking to add to that stable again since they lost. Um. Um. Autos of Pain. Um. But. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's ready for that. Because I think they're, they're being very careful with how they use him. And I think that you, you really... I don't know if this feud needs that. I think that this is a feud that you do a tag match at night of, at, at Payback. And then maybe you figure out some way to kind of give it kind of give it a break or something at night of Champions. If you want to blow it off at Hell in a Cell, then you blow it off at Hell in a Cell. Because I think it would warrant that. But, again... I, 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 I worry about the idea of doing that, that whole, like, you know, my father's, my father's the reason why I'm not doing good here. I'm going to turn on him, Angle. And I, and I feel like there is a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a division here. Because normally, if WWE was going to do it, they would have already done it. I think, because I heard about it, I told you about, like, back in June. And they and they they still haven't done it, so I don't think WWE is all about it. I think maybe Ray's all about it, and that's the reason why it hasn't happened. They're kind of going back and forth about it. That's my thinking, but we'll see. Um, I, I would I would expect that they maybe that would be a tag match we see on Sunday. It hasn't been announced yet, but it's something we might see. Um, all right, let's shift gears here. Um, AEW. I know. Did you see the news today? About Cody Rhodes. So apparently, Cody's gonna be off AEW TV for a while. Um, he's gonna sell the angle with Brody Lee. Um, you know how he got beat down afterwards. Like they they had um, Cody and the rest of the Nightmare Family were taken down by the Dark Order. Their Cody was structured to the back. That whole thing. Um, so they're saying they said AEW I guess announced that. There will be an update on Cody's condition this week, and I guess Dynamite's preempted again for the playoffs, so it won't air till Thursday. Can't blame them ratings, you know. Um, 
<laughs> um, Lakers will be on TV. So, um, it, so it's expected that Cody's will be off TV for an extended period of time to sell the attack. Um, also, just to back this up too, um, Stars Heel Series is going to production in Georgia, and Stephen Amell has asked Cody to be involved with the show. And so that, and by the way, I've heard good things about this show. Um, and so the timing would fit. He's going to be written off, and now he's going to go do this. So he might be gone for a while. That's not good for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I think this is going to hurt them a lot. And it's a major star that's off TV. Now, look, one thing that's going to also hurt them, too, is all these preemptions. And they're going to they're gonna be dealing with this on and off for until October. So, first week of October until... Because they got the Western Conference Finals. Um... So they'll be dealing with this till I think around I think it ends around October third or fourth, and then they go into the finals, um, which will be on ABC. Um, but but yeah, they're going to be dealing with this on and off. And then here's the other thing: then they got to deal with TBS and TNT because they're going to do the baseball playoffs, which which will have some which will have doesn't it doesn't matter about the Braves. They got a general contract with MLB to cover the playoffs. So it doesn't. That yeah, Mike. They wanted better ratings. Um, <laughs> so they got that now, and then and then they're okay until March when they have to deal with the tournament. And the tournament's going to happen. It'll probably be in a bubble, but it's going to happen. So they're going to have to deal with that. So this is a dilemma when you sign with Turner Sports. Is that they got these sports contracts now? And you look at the fall, and the fall is a big ratings period, right? Now, normally you wouldn't have the you wouldn't have the NBA to deal with in September, although that could start happening now because a lot of the guys like this schedule, I guess. But but you don't usually have this. I don't know about October and September, but but you don't usually have to deal with it right into October. 
Um, but now, this year, you're going to have to do it. And then you go right into baseball. They're going to have, what, three, almost three months worth of on and off preemptions. So WWE should take this time right now to really just put everything into NXT because you could steal the audience right here. Yeah, because once you break people's habit, I mean, I know we have DVRs and stuff now, so I get it that you can still record it and figure it out, but it does break people's habit. And once you do that, that that could be very detrimental. So now you, you lose a major star in Cody Rhodes. You know, again, you're you're not a company that has a huge star pot cross, you know, main. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not um, mainstream uh, star power. And you lose a guy that's a known face that a lot of people from WWE that were WWE fans probably followed over to AEW. So not good. Not good. Now, a couple of things here. Um, a couple of news things. I got some good news and I got some bad news. And this is good. The good news I think you're going to be really crazy about because it could mean something. Um, so I guess Sonya, De- the bad news is Sonya Deville is still receiving additional threats from unknown individuals during her stalker case. So I guess I'm seeing more and more why she took the time off. Um, so we hope and I hope everything gets better for her there because that's not, I, I hate to hear that. Um, bad enough what she already went through. Um, but that apparently is happening. And then there's this piece of information. You might, um, this Wednesday at NXT, guess who's joining the commentary table? Wade Barrett. It's supposed to be a one-off right now, but, uh, remember, he was supposed, apparently the Nexus was supposed to have a reunion WrestleMania weekend. And it didn't happen, obviously. Um, now... It's it's said as a one-off, but they'd be open to more. And you know, naturally, everybody's like, well, maybe he's reading Retribution. <laughs> it's a, it's a re, it's 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 Retribution for the Nexus angle, Mike. <laughs> ten year ten year anniversary. I'm just saying. If they could, you know, that would probably be the best case scenario. If you, if, if, if when they reveal who they are, and one of the guys takes the ma- the leader takes their mask off, and it's Wade Barrett, because that would get that group immediately over on a promo. Ne- next to Miz, that's your best option. <laughs> I mean, unless you got CM Punk, that's another one. But I don't even know how, what Punk would be wanting retribution for. Well, I do know, but. Um, but yeah, Wade Barrett would be a, a cool, cool thing. But I saw that news and I was like, "That's that's awesome. That's worth that's that." Yeah. Well, th- actually, I heard that th- there's a lot of speculation that Nigel might not come back, which would be disappointing. Uh. Right, that's 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 what a lot of people. And if that happens, and he's on commentary, how long before they convince him to get in the ring? I mean, I know he said that he was done with it, but if they, if, but it it is a different. It's very much different than what it was. And if they present him with a good angle, he probably would bite. I would think. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I thought that was cool. I didn't know you knew about that, but that I, I saw that and I'm like, holy crap, that's awesome. Um, that that's that's a, that's again load up NXT right now. You know, you got the opportunity. You know, AEW is not going to be on tomorrow night, so load it up. Um, load it up. Uh, all right. So we. We'll take another break. When we come back, we're going to dive into your questions and your comments and your thoughts on SummerSlam, Raw, anything that's going on in the world of wrestling. It's all on the table. When we come back, you're listening to the Sports Sprint Inside the Ring. We'll be right back. We're back. Let's dive in here. See what's on your mind. Um, it seems that WWE put the Oscar Sasha Banks feud to bed last night, and it's pivoting her towards something else. As you look at Raw, it looks like Shayna Baszler is going to be is going to be busy with Nia, and maybe even Sasha and Bailey herself. It looks like there's a, a lack of quality challenges for Oscar, but there's one person I'd be very interested in seeing: Bianca Belair. What do you think the chances are of them testing that out in a feud? Um, the only problem is Asuka's a face. I don't know if they want to do face versus face. That's the... I mean, if, if... If you can get Bianca away from the Street Profits, then you probably can get it done. Um, I think that would have to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would be a good, good match to do. Um, you know, again, I, I wonder... You know, after payback, they don't night of champions into the end of September, and then supposedly they are going to do a draft the first week of October, and then they'll probably replenish the cupboard for Oscar a little bit here. Um, so I imagine they'll give us some heel challengers. I I I wouldn't be surprised if at night of champions you get a multi-person match just to get her through that. Um. And then maybe build something else for October because then you don't have you got you might have evolution. There's rumors evolution will be in October, and you know maybe they go to Shayna there, um, you know, and then they play that out to Hound of Cell. I mean, I mean then I think it's about getting Asuka through September, and then you can kind of you know get the draft, and you can pivot towards other things. Um, but yeah, Bianca would be a good challenger, but you, you the concern would be the face versus face thing. But if yeah, you're she, you're right, she was a tweener, but. She still is kind of, but with three profits, it makes her 
pretty much a face, too, so... Um, it's got to be very difficult to book this Orton-Drew angle. You can't really afford to have either one of these guys lose, and so far they've been very smart about it. Do you, at any point in this feud, do you think that they'll just they'll put the title on Orton, even if it's just for one night? Yeah. My take on it is, if they give it to Orton, they'll do it in a way where obviously Drew will be protected. And the way they get it off him is Edge. They'll have Edge do something to cause an interference or something. That'll be his return. And that's how they get Orton to lose the title and they get him away from the title. I know there was a talk that they might do Orton Edge for the title at WrestleMania or Royal Rumble. I don't think they're going to do that. I think that it, it, it's a built-in thing where Orton gets the title at some point, and then whoever he's going to drop it to, like you said, you know, you hear Edge's music or, you know, Edge attacks or something, and, it ca- and, and that's how you get Orton away from the title and drop it. I think it practically writes itself. You, took, oh, you almost took my career from me. I'm going to take the title from you. That's, that's, I think that's the way you have to book it. And I think that's where they would go with it, so... Um, all right, let's see here. Let's see. Based on his past history and him just being back, would you really book Roman Reigns to win the title on Sunday? Um, he's winning the title on Sunday. There's no way around it. They're going to do what they want to do at WrestleMania. And, and the reason why they're going to do it is because I, I, they don't want to get burned again by waiting. And, you know, they have other things they can do at WrestleMania with Roman. So it's not like it, it really screws them out of having some kind of plan for him. Remember, people forget that the plan that they were going to go with Roman at WrestleMania was not even the original plan. It, it's something that they decided to do because they everything you know the fiend kind of became a big thing and they got away from their plans with Rollins and they just decided you know we'll just go we'll just go with Roman uh, versus Bray and then obviously they're like no 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 we don't want to do that we we have to get the title off of Bray we'll do Roman versus Goldberg and then obviously we know what happened after that um they're they're not they're they're there's just no way that they they do what they did with Roman on Sunday, and what, there's going to be a contract signing on Friday night. They it's a triple threat. They can protect everybody involved. Roman's winning the title on Sunday. It's, it's just it's, it, there's no other reason to do to do what they did. So, yeah, how long he's going to last with it, we'll see. We'll see. But he's winning on Sunday. I, would I do that? I guess it depends on what they're doing. You know, some people speculate that he's more of a tweener. Some people think he's an outright heel. I don't think he's a heel. I think they're having. It was said they want him to have an edge. He clearly had an edge on Sunday night. 
He always works better with that edge. We've said that numerous times over the years. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I don't see anything. Now, again, if he ends up coming off as, if he ends up being a heel, which again, the, the chances are very, very slim, then I still think he has to, I think he has to win on Sunday. Because you can have a face benefit from that. If he's a face, I guess you could conceivably have him cheated out of a win, just not having to get pinned on Sunday. But again, all depends on what you're going to do. But I, I, I say it's ninety nine point nine percent he's winning on Sunday. Um, and by the way, for those wondering if we're going to preview payback or not, because we don't know enough about the card yet, we've kind of done that throughout the show already. So I'm just going to leave it with that. Well, Key Three, Randy Orton, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler versus uh, Sasha and Bailey, um, and then the Triple Threat, right? And then MVP, not MVP, uh, Lashley and um, Paul Cruz. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's four, but it's not worth bringing up right now. We kind of did it throughout the show, so I'm not going to worry about it. Um, we'll talk about it, obviously in the aftermath if anything big happens. Because I, I, I think really a lot of Sunday is an extension of what we already did. Um, all right, take two more. Um, I'm looking right here. Let's see. Nobody wants to talk about AEW. It's sad. Um, yeah, I know. Um, now that Keith Reed's on the roster, who do you think's the next big NXT name to make their main roster debut? Well, I mean, the next name. Like, next person. Right. That's why you should say I'm Cole. Okay. Okay. Alright. Last one. Now that he's lost the Universal title, where does Braun Strowman go from here? And if and when Drew loses the title, he will lose the title at some point, what would be, what do you think his next step would be? Right. Well, it, if when Drew when Drew's reign ends, what does he do next? Yo, he's not. Yeah. 
Drew's at the top of the card now. He's not going anywhere. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what happens with the draft. If they assuming they still do it, um, what the plan would be for Drew. Um, because I, I, I honestly, I'm at a loss with Drew because they, they, they powered through so many different people that people already Lashley and Rollins. I guess they could always go back to Rollins again if they had to, but yeah. You know, I seem like they demoted him, but, I mean, they could. You're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just that they could. Um, you know, I mean, AJ was on Raw when Drew won the title. We always thought they'd go to that. Um, but they didn't, obviously. He's on SmackDown now. So I guess it depends on what the draft and who comes over to Raw. and um, That could give you some ideas. Um, you know, um, but as far as Braun goes... They have options there. Remember, they kind of threw Braun into the, you know, right into the Universal title picture. He was in the Intercontinental title picture. Um, you know, let's see how the Retribution. I mean, whoever's in Retribution could give you guys could give, you know, both Drew and Braun new opponents. So you know, let's see what goes on there. But my suspicion. My suspicion is that Braun and Bray will go into at least Hell in a Cell. And then, you know, Survivor Series kind of gives you an out because, you you know, you got a lot of guys, go, you know, team matches, Raw versus SmackDown, that kind of thing. So you can kind of get past that. And then you got TLC. And, you know, maybe you could still go with, like, once you blew off Braun versus Bray, you got Bray doing something else. Maybe you go to Braun, Roman, that gets you a couple pay-per-views. So you might not have to really worry about getting anything for Braun until, like, the winner. If you play it out like this. I guess, I mean, and it also depends. Is he a heel or a face? Because it was getting confusing. Well, that's what happened the first time, right? <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what, it depends on where they're going with him. Well, I think we'll get maybe more, a little bit more insight on Friday, but. I mean, yeah, you're right against Roman. He's cheered like a face. But once you get beyond that, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll take one more break. When we come back, we wrap things up on this Tuesday night. We'll be right back. As we finish out here, um, NXT tomorrow night. Remember, AEW Dynamite preempted tomorrow night will air on Thursday night. Um, SmackDown Friday will be a very big show. The, the, the last build-up to uh, Payback. There will be a triple threat contract signed with Reigns, Strowman, and Wyatt. 
or the Fiend, I should say. And there'll be more build to whatever else they're going to do, because I, I really don't know outside of that what else they're going to do uh, as far as matches go. We'll find out on Friday, I guess. And then you got Payback on Sunday, and so which means we'll have another um, in the sports inside the ring next Tuesday night at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, which will pre uh, talk about Payback, the fallout from Payback. And, of course, the Raw that follows it and SmackDown. We'll talk about all of it on next Tuesday's show. Um, so you want to make sure you tune in for that. So there will be another Sportsman Inside the Ring next Tuesday for you wrestling fans. And then I think the following Tuesday we probably won't do one. And then after that we'll be back on doing it weekly for uh, for at least a while. So, um, But that will be the that will be the situation going forward. So we'll, we'll give you more information on that as we go along. Um all right, as far as the rest of our schedule for our network of shows, I'll talk about that more in a minute. But first, let me wind things down here by reminding you all the ways in which you can interact and contribute to the show. Just because the show is over, the time you have to stop contributing and interacting with us. You continue to do all that and more by email, Facebook, and Twitter. Give us your suggestions, questions about the show and scheduling and you know, topic ideas or breaking news items related to wrestling or sports that you want us to cover or cover more. All that you can do by email, Facebook, and Twitter. You can email us at thesportsprint at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesportsprint. And find us on Facebook to search for the thesportsprint. Or the thesportsprint inside the ring on Facebook. Um, remember, we use the same email, Facebook, and Twitter for both uh, versions of the thesportsprint, sportsprint, sportsprint inside the ring. So make sure you remember that going, as you go forward here. Um, so email, Facebook, or tweet us so you can interact with us and we'll always be able to keep up with what's going on with the show. Follow us on social media. That's the best way to know what's going on with the show. Obviously, we have a lot of changes, postponements, stuff like that. So it's the best way to always know what's going on and be able to interact with us at all times. So make sure that you do all that. Um, all right, as far as schedule goes, again, um, we'll have another sports sprint inside the ring next Tuesday night at 10 o'clock from Houston time. They'll talk about the payback, fallout, fallout from Raw, SmackDown, all, everything that's going on in wrestling we'll talk about. Um, as far as the, the regular old sports sprint, we'll have a show, to, uh, uh, we have a change to tomorrow. I'm glad I caught myself. There will be no sports sprint tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m. Eastern. I will post this on social media to remind people tonight because um, it's a kind of a late change. The sports sprint will air tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, not 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's a one-day thing, so please keep that in mind. Again, I'll post it on social media right now so people can remember that. Um, and then Friday, we'll be back to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Hopefully, eventually, we can move back to 10, but right now, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday. So, again, tomorrow... Not 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Sports Sprint will be coming at you at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. And then we'll have another Sports Sprint on Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Next week, we figure to do the same schedule. Again, we have a Sports Sprint inside the ring Tuesday night at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. That's the next show for this particular show. And then we'll have Sports Sprints next Wednesday and next Friday. I know next week's Labor Day weekend, but we will do a Sports Sprint on Wednesday and Friday next week at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So that's the schedule. For the rest of this week and for next week, I want to thank Mike for being here tonight. Thank you, Mike. And I want to thank all of you for your continued support and contributions. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your continued patience, understanding, and support. We really do appreciate it. Um, again, for you wrestling fans, sports next Sports for Inside the Ring is one week from tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern Time next Tuesday. Make sure you tune in for that. And again, we'll have sports sprint, a Sports Sprint tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time and another Sports Sprint on Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. That's the schedule for the rest of this week. 
Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.